Hey, Craft Crypties, want you guys to check out Friends to the Show. They have their podcast running on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and Anchor. They're called the Scenic Route Podcast. Scenic, S-E-A-N-I-C-K. A uh, couple guys over there, Sean and Nick, uh, they have their weekly podcast. I think they're up to two episodes now, and they're just going to uh, take deep dives into uh, pop culture, self-development, anything else that they could get to. It's like ADD hour, possibly, where they'll just get into everything. Great couple of guys uh, we've had a pleasure of talking to lately, and uh, check them out. Recording live from my porch, shooting spy lizards with my BB gun, this is Craft Cryptids. open a cold one with your two favorite brothers conspiracies breweries and everything in between it's time for craft cryptids hey oh, what you yeah. know about spy lizards bro i spy a little lizard oh what is it oh shit he's running that's, no, I don't know nothing. So no, nothing. I ran. Um, I, I fell into an article the other day. It's, I, it's Iran. 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 I just. Oh, I thought you meant like oh. I ran, like you were running. So no, is it Iran? Is that how it's pronounced? I don't know, dude. I'm ignorant. I you don't. Probably, you should probably say Vaz instead of Vase because you're fancy. Anyways, yeah. So they uh, basically said that the West, like the U.S. and our allies. Yep. We're using these lizards to spy on them. Hell yeah. Something we to do with like the lizard skin and, and like radio waves and like basically trying to spy on them to see if they were like doing nuclear stuff. It was pretty funny. Dude, you know, that's like, well, look, I mean, we, uh, we've been changing the batteries and the birds for months. Maybe they got solar powered lizards out in Iran spying on, on them, you know, I think solar powered. Yeah, hell we're yeah. clear. Yeah, look, the U.S. would never use renewable resources in our forty-eight. You know, in the lower forty-eight, but in Iran, maybe we are. Maybe we're right. keeping it green. You know, in Iran, we're going green in Iran. Yeah, that's really you know? that, and that's how we bring peace to the Middle East. So, real quick, I'm gonna start off the show with a little tequila, bro. And yes. I couldn't find the shot glass, so I am using a children's medicine cup. Uh, it's going to taste like cotton candy. Yeah, cotton candy tequila. Cheers, bro. Cheers. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not drinking hard alcohol today, but I am drinking an Elysian uh, brewing. I don't know if they're called Elysian brewing. They might just be called Elysian. Uh, it's called Contact Haze. It's a hazy IPA. It's Shut a pretty... up. Why? Bro, I have that in my fridge, and I was going to use that, too. Do you? Okay. Yeah. No way. Yeah, so I got this. Uh, Allegiance, a, uh, they're not local, but they're a Seattle-based company, and uh, they are pretty, pretty cool. It's a really cool can design. So it's like um, it's some dude with his hair slacked, uh, slicked back. And it's almost like his head has been like cut open into it, and like, like it's been open like it's a house. And there's like people walking, walking out of the the house. So uh, that's what it is, man. Oh yeah, go. maybe we should let's review it together. You want to crack that open? Yeah, for sure, bro. Actually, so, funny story. Um, oh, there we go. I was at my local HEB talking to the guy who runs the beer shop. <clears throat> he told me a little story about this brewery. They did a special. Um, version of space dust for the 50 year um, launch of going to the moon. And I guess it was for just like a special event that they were having in Houston, but he was able to get like a six pack of it and he was showing me pictures of it. Pretty cool. Cool story, bro. I mean, yeah, I, I've never had this special brewing of it, but like you go into a target and like literally this is where I got this from is target. So that's kind of like the, our levels of beer here in Portland is like, you know what this is probably uh same you know if i 
I, when I get a Texas brewery up here, it's like amazing, but um, like it's just super easy to get this kind of beer because they distribute locally, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, this was just in the local HEB too. It's pretty sweet. You ready to do this thing? I'm Double ready. review? Contact Double Haze. review. So the, the day the world stood still in a Legion brewed a hazy IPA, rules were broken to bring you contact haze. A tangle of chemistry, uh, low bitterness, and explosion of hop aroma. Burst of light, raspberry, currant, citrus, guava, and passion fruit with a slight floral note. Okay. So that's, that's the description right there. Let's see if it holds up. Yeah, and this is a 6% ABV, yep. uh, 39 IBU. So shouldn't it be too bitter? It's probably going to be like a juice explosion. Let's taste it's kind of out of the smell. It it just smells like a regular kind of hazy IPA to me, you know, not bad. Very, uh, definitely very citrusy. Um, I can smell I, the guava coming through. Yeah. I'm going to say I could smell that little floral flowery note on the back end. pretty good yeah man it's what's not, your first impression it's not bad i think from the reading the description i was expecting like this really complex um set of flavors you know but for me i'm really just kind of getting that like up that up front that citrus note and then on the back end <laughs> the bitterness you know citrus. <laughs> i know we say citrus, citrus but really like the guava which i smell as well I get like a little bit of a guava, and then almost like um the like an IPA aftertaste. Like I get a real a real bitter aftertaste in my tongue, and I'm not tasting any of the raspberry or currant, um, but definitely floral. I think as well when it hits it, it kind of tastes like I uh, it tastes like I bunched up a tulip and I just was like eating it, you know. <laughs> I was just like, I just like, I picked a bunch of like, oh, here's a tulip, here's a daisy, here's um, there's a bunch of know, flowers, and you another them all together. wildflower, and I was like, shredded them up. Yeah. yeah, like shredded cheese style. Okay, yeah, like 3 a.m. when you're going just eating a handful of shredded cheese. Never done it. No, but, I haven't done that. That's not. <laughs> yeah, so I'm getting a. It has like a big. I feel like a, a big juice burst right in the beginning, which I like where that guava is coming up forward, super forward with that tropical um, flavor, super tropical juice burst in the beginning. And then um, it ends with a very subtle um, hoppy bitterness at the end, which makes sense since it's only 39 IBU. So, Yeah, man, when I was looking at um, looking at this on tap, the reviews are kind of all over the place. You have people giving it like a 4.5, other people giving it like a 2. Um yeah, I actually drank this <clears throat> over the weekend. I gave it a three, which I think I'd actually now give it like a 3.25. But three for me, it's just like, yeah, it's good. It's not bad. It's drinkable, yeah, crushable. I think 3.25 is right on it. Crushable. That's the, yeah. that's everybody's con- – that's crushable. the new like hot word for like buzzword for beers is uh, crushable. Yeah, no beer. one uses like, oh, is this a session beer? Nope, it's crushable. Yeah, and it is so, definitely crushable, 3.25. And uh, I think this is a good – um, juice like a good hazy beer to get into. Never had a hazy before. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. And since I did an audible, I saw you pulled that out, and I was like, "Oh shit, I have that in my uh, fridge, so I want to grab that." I already I have two other beers sitting here, by the way. So um, real quick, I'm gonna drink this guy, Platypus Brewing. Whoa, Isn't that dude, dope? Platypus Brewing. Yeah, super dope, right? It might be my new favorite brewery brewery yeah it's really cool that's a super um, cool logo dude like kind of like aboriginal style platypus on the front yep, exactly exactly um they're actually out of houston it's a microbrew here in houston um 4.7 abv it's called a, a bobby dazzler it's a blonde ale and so you know the pour is um, nice and blonde and super clear on the clarity um it's they're, they're forming it as an Australian blonde ale. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I've um, never heard of that style. Brewed with local Houston honey and Australian topaz hops. That's probably where the Australian comes into. Oh, very cool. So it's a blend of Australia and Texas. Tropical fruit flavor shine through in this beer. 
All right. How do you grow hops in Australia? Like, it's such a, a dry climate, you know? I don't know, mate. That's, Good eye, mate. Yeah. Down under. That's how. What's an Australian's uh, um, greatest weakness? Fosters. No, stingrays. Because mm-hmm. a stingray killed Steve Irwin. Anyways, moving along. Dang, get woke, dude. So for me, um, blonde ales are usually the the beers I try and um, do a session beers if I'm not trying to get super drunk because, you know, I don't feel like they have much of a flavor. But this one does. Um, It's weird having a blonde ale that at the end has a little bit of bitterness. It's only 20 IBU, so it's nothing like um, a West Coast IPA or anything like that. But it has like a little bitterness on the end. I can't even explain this, dude. I don't know how. It, I can't. So, I, I love how. Oh, we're about to review beers, and I'm like, I can't explain how this tastes. Sorry, I've had some tequila, and now I've had a couple different beers already. So I'm not even gonna pretend. Like, a, go try it, guys. I'll probably give it a uh, a four. Cool story. Super so, great review, everybody. Cryptids with the bomb ass reviews. So when we're coming into this episode, I was asking Jacob. I was like, what? What are we? Uh, what are we talking about today? And he goes, uh, it's nothing special. Just, uh, I mean, I remember what he says. I'm like, it's nothing special. It's like a half hyena, half wolf. And I was like, Oh yeah. Just your run of the mill. Like, you know, we all, we've all seen them. We all love them. Half hyenas, half wolves, you know, yeah, I'm, going, no big deal. I'm going to work. I got on the bus, half hyena, half wolf. I'm logging on my computer, going to work. Oh, half hyena, half wolf. You know what I mean? Out walking my dog, half hyena, half wolf. Just your run of the mill. <laughs> half hyenas, half wolves. Well, you know, uh, we talk about some weird stuff on this podcast, and that's just kind of simple to me. It's like, it's like if we were to review Blue Moon. Like, it's a decent beer. I know. No, it's not. Dude, come no. on. If I were to drink a Blue Moon right now, I would give it a two. And one star of that is just because of how accessible it is to get. It's just easy to get, you know. I, I also sad. don't. I don't like white. I don't like wheat beers, so that's probably a big, uh, a big uh, issue. Okay, that's a better excuse, I guess. Yeah, I really don't like wheat beers. Um, I try to stay away from wheat beers wherever, whenever possible. It just tastes like, it tastes like eating hay, you know. And I'm not, I'm not a donkey, but I am an ass. I see what you did there, man. That was impressive. Half and a half wolf. <laughs> next time come a little stronger on that delivery but you got you know you got it going <laughs> so also before we uh started recording um i found out i didn't ever know this about my brother kind of actually a little butt hurt that you didn't share this talent with me my brother's a whistler yes i you heard me he's a whistler what i mean by that is you know we started um a recording here um and he had to get up to get something, and I just hear in the background. <laughs> and I'm not a whistler, so I don't even know what the tune is doing. I'm like, bro, you're a whistler. So I wanted to save this for the podcast. Do you whistle while you piss? Do I whistle while I pee? No, yeah. I, I don't. I, Maybe if like I was a, if I'm out in the woods and I'm nervous. Totally. Like if I'm out in the woods, I'm like, I hope a. Uh, a moose doesn't come and see my dong while I'm peeing. I'm like, go away, moose. Don't look at my wiener. Like, I could, <laughs> that could, like, that could be the song I... Dude, that would be so wiener. embarrassing if a, a moose saw your wiener. Because imagine... The only thing that would be worse would be a half-wolf, half-hyena. <laughs> imagine, though, a wolf, the wolf, the half-wolf hyena is, like, behind a bush recording this. That's how we, mm-hmm. we would know what happened. Um, using a um, flip phone, um, of course, and a, a moose just just mind its own business. Oh shit, that was a dong. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh dude, like you gotta censor yourself. We're out in the woods. I don't want my children, my my child niece, to see this. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. My Me- young, my young meeser. Yeah, why this. is it? Why is one goose a goose? multiple is geese if it's a moose it's one moose or it's three moose That's i know weird. the i know the answer to this 
Okay. Because moose is a Native American word. Oh, okay. And that's like it, the moose is already the plural version of moose, you know? Like, so is us idiot Englishmen. They're like, oh, geese. Like, Meese. <laughs> <laughs> so, then, what are we talking about today, bro? Half wolf, half hyena is called the Shunka Warakin. He said, Shunka Warakin. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it wrong or not, but I yeah, probably I don't am. Know. Probably 100%. Um, or it also goes by a ring docus. Ring do- Couple different names there. <laughs> ring, 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 ring docus. You ever hear that song, uh, Ring, 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 Banana Phone? No. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. I had to listen for, to it uh, for like eight, 80 hours straight. 70? No. Maybe just two days, 48 hours straight. Uh, when Why? I was by fraternity, when I was pleasuring. Oh, that makes a little more uh, sense now. You know, at an absolute, uh, like, unreal level. Um, so I think our fans, not right now, we'll get into the cryptid, but I think our fans want us to do a third beer review. <laughs> oh, yeah? So because of that, I'm going to chug my beer right now. Okay, okay perfect, perfect. <clears throat> I'm going to take my glasses off. Ready. You're gonna take your glasses off to chug it. Yeah. Oh, yep. Chuck, check the wind. Let me yep. check the wind. Fingers up, checking the wind. East to west, seven miles per hour with a three mile an hour drag. Okay. <clears throat> the, oh, the wind has drag. That's how wind work. The wind itself has an inherent drag. <laughs> that was good, huh? That is good, man. I've been uh, while you open up your other beer. I've been kind of low. I've lowered my beer intake significantly, and I've substituted it with. I have a growler here in front of me. I fill with water, and I drink this entire growler full of water every day. Uh, today I'm on my growler and a half, so I've done uh, what is that? Ninety six ounces of water on the Impressive. wall. Impressive. Impressive. 96 ounces of water on the wall. Okay, let's get into this. Um, so, this little cute little guy here is cute little dude. This little shakalaric and also cute. Um, so, it's American folklore. And like I explained, it looks like a mix of a hyena and a wolf. Um, it's mostly black, a dark black. Um, with very high shoulders and a sloped back, which the sloped back and the high shoulders is very um, similar to how a hyena looks. Yep. Right? You know, a, a wolf doesn't have that sloped back, so half wolf, half hyena. Um, now, Shunka Warakin, where that's from, is Native American, actually. Um, and the translation of that is carrier of dogs. And the Native Americans, you know, they don't play around. They just get straight to the point. Carrier of dogs, literally, their stories of these things coming into their um, Indian camps and stealing dogs away, carrying them away. Gotcha. So it's like picking off their <clears throat> their dogs that they got. The guy right. with them. I didn't even know Native Americans had dogs. So I'm gonna. Be oh yeah, right. dude, and they're no joke. Um, I th- let me see what they're called. Native American dog. It might just be the the name of the breed. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I had no clue that they had dogs. Yeah, and they're uh, they're big. They're big boys too. Let's see breeds. <clears throat> um, the Chihuahua. I'm in the wrong article here. Chihuahua. Oh, Chihuahua, the famous Native American dog. Well, Maybe I mean, that was th- the Aztecs. Think about think of like the uh, the Inuit up in Alaska okay. and northern Canada, like the. They had, you know, Malamutes and Huskies and not not to the, like, refined level now, but these were, like, beasts of burden, you know? Like, right. So they got to be a pretty big animal to be picking off these these dogs without much of a fight. True story. And those Malamutes, man, they pulling those sleds and everything. Yeah. Um, so that's where that, that name comes from, right, is um, from Native American lore, essentially. Um, now, the name... Ringdacus, that is the name that was given to it by these American settlers that um, came across it. Um, so the really first true documented sighting of this thing was back in the 1880s. 
and it was in Montana, specifically Madison River Valley. Uh, Madison okay. River Valley is in southern Montana, like really right where the border of Idaho and Wyoming is, like right north of the, that border, essentially. Uh, so there's like southern Montana, so there's like 15 people who live in all right, that right, entire right, right. part of Montana. Yeah, yeah, they're a little more populated than the rest of Montana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's well, roughly 60% of the population, 15 of them. Right. Live in Longmire, right? Isn't he from Montana? Yeah. Oh, the entire town is in, <laughs> that's what it is. Um, so there's this family, uh, their last name is Hutchins. And at first I was like, okay, Hutchins in the eighties, like they're a legit family. Um, I, I figured that so much out. And then, you know, the other local people in the area, um, the first, the documented, it, uh, I'm all over the place. So there was a book, right, published in 1977. Yep. And this book, um, part of it had excerpts from written documentation from the late 1800s. Um, the book is called Trails to Nature's Mysteries, The Life of a Working Naturalist, published in 1977. You could actually buy it on Amazon for $4.75 plus three ninety nine oh, yeah. shipping. Welcome to the Craft Cryptids uh, Book go. Club. Here we go. Check it out. There's a review on the book, which I'll talk about in a second. It ties into this, which is pretty crazy. Um, so this is one of the accounts. Um, Ross Hutchins um, wrote the following description of the encounter that his grandfather had with the Shaka Warwick. And <clears throat> Quote, one winter morning, my grandfather was aroused by the barking of dogs. Let's stop it there. I've never had a boner by dogs barking. <laughs> That's shut awkward, up. right? Shut up. That's such a, a dumb joke. Who that is one of the dumbest jokes I've ever heard. Barking. I was aroused by dogs. Yeah, you know, sometimes, I don't know. who. You know, what do you think the song Who Let the Dogs Out was about? Yeah, it was a guy that had a fetish for dogs barking. He'd get a heart on. He was on. like, hey, Who Let the Dogs Out? It's embarrassing. I have a boner. Like, and there's dogs out. Like, I don't want anyone to connect the dots. Super awkward and embarrassing and inappropriate. Put the dogs back. Who let them out again? You know, I get a boner every time. It's a medical condition. (laughs) Hey, there's a lot of weird stuff out there. I'm glad I don't have that medical condition. Okay. Okay. So he was aroused by the dogs. So. Uh, barking so he walked out of his house with a huge erection (laughs) (laughs) so dumb uh, (laughs) so when he walked out with his huge erection he discovered that there was a wolf-like beast of dark color uh, was chasing my grandmother's geese it's weird that you brought up geese earlier Uh, he fired his gun at the animal but missed it ran off down the river, but several mornings he was distracted. Yeah, <laughs> he was trying to tuck in his dong into his waistband the whole time. Yeah, he said, "No, come on, come on, I gotta shoot you." <laughs> Anyways, so um, it ran off down the river. Several mornings later, it was seen again at about dawn. It was seen several more times at the home ranch as well as other ranches ten or fifteen miles down the valley. Whatever it was. It was a great traveler. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. End quote. You ever think of like how, I mean, obviously like writing and language changes over time, but I feel like every excerpt from a dude in the 1800s or like anywhere from like 1600s to 1800s sounds exactly the same. Yeah, that's true. Like (laughs) I was meandering through a grove at dusk and I, I saw sunlight filtering through like okay bud let's just tell me filtering through like a mosaic uh something yeah jacob just jacob just went oh i used the two big words i know (laughs) and then i was aroused (laughs) by a rumbling in the dark okay so he sees what happens a couple of days later i i got a little lost here so he right, he sees it out there with his huge heart on and Well at this uh, point, if it's not barking, right, it's, it's the barking that causes the arousal. 
Right, right, right. True. Yeah. So, so it's silent. So he's like, it's not a problem. Like that's that's not his thing. It's the so barking. he shoots at it. It runs away down by the yep. river. Gets away. Right. Um, couple two days later at dawn, they saw it again out there in the same area. Um, you know, within the next few weeks, months, they saw it a few more times at other ranches that were ten or fifteen miles away. So you know, this this animal is obviously not just in one little area. It's traveling. Um, from place to place um, the name of that man in that story his name is Israel Hutchins uh, he was a Mormon settler back in uh, 86 and after that he at one point um, part of the story this is part of the folklore is came came into <laughs> man I'm a little buzz bro <laughs> not gonna lie so he uh, ran into this thing again and shot and killed it. Okay, and, and what is it called again? The so so he a so couple they days called later, it a ring docus. Okay, so a couple of days later he runs into the ring docus and he is just like shots fired, man down, got his ass. Yep, put a cap in his ass, bro. Put a cap in his ass. Now, the, the folklore goes that he uh, took it to this guy, a local by the name of Joseph Sherwood, and stuffed it. And they put it on display in their general store um, called um, Henry's in, in Idaho, a place called Lake Idaho. Okay. Um, supposedly, it was at this place until the 1980s, and then it like just disappeared. They don't know what happened to it. Um, they never were able to DNA test it to really prove what it was. And that's pretty much, pretty much the story, man. Um, now, one thing I thought was interesting, uh, you could find pictures actually. Um, I guess in 2007, let's see here, the Madison Valley History Museum, um, somehow they tracked down the stuffing. I was unsure how they found it and it was in this, on display in this museum. And if you go on Google and search it, there's actually photos and it doesn't look like a straight wolf. It doesn't definitely doesn't look like a hyena. I mean, there's no hyenas. Yeah, in, it could in be North a America. gay wolf. Yeah. Uh, what? He said it doesn't look like a straight wolf. So maybe it's a gay wolf yeah, or yeah, yeah. part of bisexual, the community. Like, could be yeah. bisexual or pansexual. Yeah. Just one of the LGBTQI plus. You What's know. the I? That's at new. Intersex? What does that I mean? Think, I, okay, I could, I could dig that. Yeah. Um, so when I went on Amazon and looked for that book, there is one review for the book, five-star review. And the guy who reviewed it, his name is Jack Kirby. True story. You could go look on Amazon right now and look at the review. And he put, oh, I got this book to replace a copy I had since my deceased family member is the one who wrote this book. Whoa, right? And I'm like, oh, okay. Hell? So this is in the middle of me looking this up. I'm like, whoa, that's weird. <clears throat> so then I continued looking into the story. And so the guy's name that left the review, his name on um, Amazon's Jack Kirby, um, which is the same guy um, that I'll tell you about in just a second when I was researching. Um, I tried on Amazon to see if I could email him. Uh, I'm going to try more after the podcast to see if I could contact the guy and see if we could get him on the podcast. Probably a shot in the dark, but I'm going to try. I, uh, hopefully we're his type of podcast. Yeah, I'm sure. Talking of, we were just talking <laughs> about his, it would have been his great yeah. grandpa or something having a yeah, bummer. So so maybe, we, maybe we don't want to bring him on. Uh, <laughs> awkward. So, so it's also, where does it get the name shunk? So it's called the, so yeah, let's. I know you're the a little lost. Still. You're, still step, you're still at step one. Shanka Warakin is the name the Native Americans gave to it. Now the Ringdogus is the name that um, these American settlers gave to it, and so they were able to. So they said, "Oh, that's a Ringdogus." What? Yeah, <laughs> that's I, such a terrible name. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I haven't really found where that what that name means or why they called it that, but. There's probably some some weird um, connection with his dog barking boner fetish or something. <clears throat> Who knows? Um, but so Jack Kirby is the grandson 
of Israel Hutchins. And so uh, Jack Kirby um, is the one who eventually tracked down the stuffing and, and got it with the Madison Valley History uh, Museum. Um, I guess this story wasn't like super popular and, you know, I didn't, I didn't stu- just oh, stumble upon it. Like I had to dig deep for this story. Um, I guess back in 95, a guy named Mark Hall um, talked to someone by the name of Lance Foster. And this is how they tied in where the name Shunka Warafton came from. Um, this guy is a, it's called a low way Indian native American. Mm-hmm. Um, and he told that there's a creature that his tribe called the Shunka Warakin uh, said that it looked like a hyena. It cried like a person when it was killed. That's super specific. They That's must have, freaky. Yeah. Super specific. Um, and so, you know, that's how they tied it into the story of the Hutchins. Um, and so basically Montana, Idaho is where it roams. Um, there's not a lot of like, you know, sometimes with these cryptids, we talk about, um, like these magical powers or like these paranormal events that come along with it. Um, this is just pretty simple. You know, this guy, um, you know, one night just went out with a raging boner and <laughs> saw half hyena. It's, half it's a classic story. It's a story as old as mankind itself. <laughs> man hears barking. Man gets boner. Man trapezes outside. Man shoots at animal, misses, thinks for days and days, dreams about this animal that he's seen. Man shoots it again. Man names it Ringdocus. Just such a tale. It's just a, such a classic, yeah, classic American tale, man. Yeah. Um, and so I'm gonna chug it to this. Um, I think it's legit. It's a it's a cool little story that. Um, I didn't even know Mormons were out here in the 1880s. By the way. Yeah, dude. Mormons like call it like they really pushed. Like, think of, like, Utah, Montana, Wyoming. Like, they push west far. They're like, look, I want to have ten wives, and I don't want you to know about it. Okay? <laughs> okay. Freaking, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry to my Mormon friends out there. I do have a lot of Mormon friends, actually. Who do you listen really? To this podcast. Yeah, I have a lot of Mormon friends who listen to this podcast, or formerly Mormon friends. Well, hold up. That's a huge difference. So are, do you have friends that are currently Mormons that listen to this? I have friends who are like Mormon-ish. But what <laughs> I've learned from my friend who is ex-Mormon, who uh, lived in Idaho and like very grew up in a very Mormon family, um, there are definitely very, very different levels of like being Mormon. Oh, like tier one. It's kind of like a yeah, Patreon like, tier so- system yeah yeah so or no i would even say you're about to like get D&D. unfriended by like all five of your mormon buddies it's more like D D. like some people are like oh i'm a you know a level like, I'm one a, mage i'm a level one mage and this other one's like well i'm a level 10 dwarf paladin mormon uh so <laughs> i get um, to drink coffee and you don't yeah that's a level one mage they drink coffee the level 10s they don't do anything they True. wear their magic underwear um so you like the story? I think you, you got a kick yeah, out man. of it. Yeah, man. I the like beginning. this. I got a kick out of it. I think uh, you know, to me, what it sounds like is this is just some, you know, like I think like you said, like a lot of like cryptids have um their stories have like magical powers or symbolism. I think this is just like maybe it was a a different type of wolf that we had never seen before and there was only a couple of them, you know. Um, I was looking it up here and it was said that like this story of the, <laughs> I keep, I keep wanting to call it a shunka ranka. Uh, the story of the ring, the ring docus was pretty much lost to time until a cryptozoologist, um, named Mark Hall, yep, yep. um, kind of dug it up and saying there were there sightings in other, in other States, Nebraska, Iowa, Illinois and Alberta, Canada. So to me, what it sounds like is like maybe it's a, um, you know, just a small, small population of these different types of animals that we haven't, you know, that have either gone extinct or are on their way there. Uh, yeah, you got to you know? think that <clears throat> obviously the um, 
back in the 1800s, it wasn't as sophisticated of uh, document creations. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they just didn't. You know, like you said, they were already. Are you are you yawning over there, bro? I am, man. Guys, <laughs> we're recording a live podcast. Like, not re- you're not hearing it live, and he's straight just yawning over here, guys. What, Sorry, like, y'all. I cut coffee. I've been cutting coffee out. Oh, he cut coffee out too. Jesus. <laughs> Because I'm Jesus. Mormon. You Mormon. need Jesus. Oh, you're going Mormon. There's a tie. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's a tie. Yeah. So I'm going to chug it. And uh, I only got a little bit. I only got a little bit of my beer left, but I'm going to chug it. I think uh, I want, uh, you know, my next dog. I want a Rendokus, unless they're actually maybe not. It sounds like they're Barkers. And that's what drives me crazy about my current dog. She's, she's Dude, a Barker. And you're, you're going to be so embarrassed every time. <laughs> like FedEx comes to deliver something, and oh, here you got a sign for it. Okay, you got your boner sticking out. Oh, so maybe the ring docus does have a mystical power. <laughs> yeah, and it's arousal. Wow, I didn't think about that. I didn't yep. think about that. And you would think that's a horrible power, but you know, when you're getting aroused at the wrong time, you're not. You're very unlikely to kill something if you got, you know, if you got some a tingle. You know, I just, okay, so I just got a, a card here, an event card. This is my, I don't know how Dungeons and Dragons is played, so I'm trying to just, oh, I got a, oh, <laughs> a, event a, a, card? a new, a side quest card. It says sure. that the arousal spell can be um, canceled out if you chug a blue moon. Oh, man. Well, yeah. that explains why I'm just in a constant state of arousal. <laughs> because <laughs> i hate blue moon i won't drink it i know you showed me earlier you're balancing a beer can on okay your lap well, with no hands. i don't know i don't know about Constant. any of that so yeah, i chug yeah i chugged it to my beer <laughs> i'm i'm getting a little embarrassed about this conversation over here i gotta Do you sometimes wonder like about the podcast um there's times when we think things are so funny. Like, I wonder if people out there are just like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure they are, but look, they're coming back and uh, you know what they need to be doing is they need to be telling their friends about craft cryptids. They need to be following us at craft cryptids on Instagram. <laughs> they need to be sending us emails at craft at gmail.com <laughs> emails. Uh, no one sends emails anymore unless you're 50. Send me an e- send us an email and be like make we only take uh, uh, episode requests via email and a written statement. Yeah, so. and you have to sign it with your blood. So let me um, I got this other beer here. It's called Fresh Kicks, and it is by a brewery called Real Ale Brewing Company out of Blanco, Texas. They actually have my favorite blonde. They make my favorite blonde ale. It's called Fireman 4. Um, it's amazing. Um, it's a blonde ale that's like 6% ABV. Usually the blonde ales are, are lower in ABV. So Fireman 4, check that out. Uh, it's called Fresh Kicks. It is a American IPA, but they have it um, labeled here that it's um, a hazy IPA from the Northeast. Now, this part. That's weird. Me- this is the part that's weird to me. <clears throat> it says beers that are their best. These are beers that are at their best when consumed hella fresh. What? They say hella in the Northeast? No. I feel like the whole country says hella now, but like I remember when I was, you know, whatever, 18, 19, or even however, I guess that's how old I was when I was going to college, 18, 19. And it was like, I went to Reno and I said, hella. And people were like, what is that word that you're saying? Like, uh, so it's weird to me that they're saying hella. In- so it was like the equivalent of, so you saying hella to them, it was like the equivalent of the native Americans seeing a ship first approach. Not, they probably didn't even see the ship at first. Ah, oh, man, I wish we, this is a whole nother concept. That's like kind of out there saying that the native Americans probably didn't see the ship until it, was super close because they don't know what a ship is. So if they would have seen it out there, they would have been like, Oh, it's whatever. It's nothing. Like whatever. I don't think so. Like, I think if they would have seen it out there, they would have like pulled up their, uh, their camping Paul. chairs. Fold. Oh, the Indian's name was Paul. I mean, 
We hey, Schmitty. Hey, Schmitty, come on over. Hey, Johnson and Johnson, come look at this big old thing in the water here. Hey, huh? hey Billy Bob, boy. Hey, Billy Bob. So, hey, um, let me. Ch- I'm going to chug this beer, too. <laughs> okay, go ahead and chug it. Um, Cheers. Chug this. Cheers, bro. All right. Chink, plink, plink. That was the sound of our... This is the sound of the police. Isn't clink, that song? clink. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I needed for a, a new app is a virtual way to toast somebody. You know, we have virtual, like, you can buy a glass that, like, um, hooks up to your computer. And when you clink it with another glass, it makes my glass, like, make a clink noise. Clink. That's the that's the software. That's a good, that's a nice app. Somebody yeah. give me a million dollars to create this company. Let's do it. Let's do it. Should, you know what? Let's make some Craft Cryptids um, bumper stickers. That would be cool, man. <laughs> I really would actually dig um, like a Craft Cryptids laptop case. Okay. I like work for my laptop 24-7 now from my remote, so it'd be kind of cool to rep that. Or a mouse pad. I really need a mouse pad. I think we actually have a Craft Cryptids mouse pad. Yeah, we we really got to get on that. We got to get the stuff. merch store back up. It We're was popping. It was popping for a minute, minute. It was popping for two days when everyone in our family got on there. But yeah, we, we had a couple non-family orders though. We still owe Kayla a shirt, and we owe my wife Tanya a hoodie. Um, have you got Madison anything? No, I haven't got Madison anything. You know, um, I think she can get it herself. You know. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. You got to support the podcast. Um, this is We've reached a point in this podcast where we really don't give a F about what we're talking about. Oh, this um, is the point? Not when, not like minute 15 when we were talking about dudes getting boners from dogs? Oh, and, no. That was... And who let the dogs out? No, we were... <laughs> okay. Um, in post, I'm going to try and put who let the dogs out in the background of that. And then like maybe the sound of a guy getting a boner. <laughs> Yeah, let's What not... would that sound be? Oh, the boy, oh, 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 I'm about to do that. <laughs> hey, for I'm going to pull a draw of it. For all of y'all that are still listening to us, we really appreciate you. We do. And, you know, uh, we, we couldn't do this without you. So We love you guys. Look, man, I think uh, quarantine has been tough. The The world we live in has been really tough with other things going on. Um, so for us, for me, I can say craft cryptos is definitely a way for me to escape it and enjoy and just have some fun with, with all the things going on in the world. And I, hopefully it, it brings that smidgen of joy to our listeners, uh, ears, you know? Oh, I totally agree with you, bro. Like I, I talked to you before we started recording, like, man, I'm so glad we're recording right now because I'm a little frustrated and man drinking a couple beers oh oh do you feel that i'm getting like tingly in my loins right now do you feel that bro are you getting tingly you look like you're getting no i'm not getting tingly be honest with me (laughs) i am (laughs) oh 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 my god like a Viagra, like oh my god! Okay, bro. <laughs> Again, little little horny over there. What? No, I'm not. <laughs> wow, that tequila hits you hard, man. That you went zero to a hundred quick, bro. I love it. Yeah, well, the tequila and then chugging two beers and getting aroused, bro. So, on a complete three sixty from everything we've been talking about, but who who cares? This is my podcast. This is your podcast. This is my podcast. Yeah, I we don't have any big wigs in the studio yeah. telling us what yeah. to do. Yeah, we don't have no producers breathing down our necks. Right. Um, there's a food cart in Portland called Trap Kitchen. It's a cart or a truck? A uh, food truck. Same, same, same. No, well, totally different. A cart you, is like, you know, an ice cream cart in the park with a ching, ching, ting, ting. Okay, well, in... In Portland, they call them food carts or food trucks, like interchangeable, because like the trucks don't move, you know, like they're always in the same spot. Like people oh. just like like people set up like they, they set up the trucks on like uh, 
on like on a platform or on like you know um, whatever they're called cinder blocks like they're not driving around town in new spot. oh i get it that's so automatically oh it's not driving oh it's a cart for sure cart yeah, yeah exactly exactly anyways this, the spot's called uh trap kitchen you can look it up online like snoop dog has been there martha stewart's been there um it's pretty popular it's like two uh two ex-gang members decided to like kind of turn things around and get get out of the uh, the life they were living and, and start this food cart and it became really really popular, and um, so I've gone two days in a row trying to trying to go. Heard great things about it. Um, we go Friday and they have a Friday special where they cut a pineapple in half like horizontally and they hollow it out and they use the pineapple that they hollow it out and it's like a pineapple bowl. So oh could shoot! Be like, and you can choose like teriyaki or lobster crab shrimp chicken whatever that sounds dope i was stoked so we pull up and we're waiting there's like 30 people at this food truck uh we're waiting in line we're waiting in line and he comes out and he's like hey we're out of noodles crab chicken pine he's just living things and i looked at the menu and i was like so you don't have any food (laughs) like and it's not his fault like he's just like crazy so i was like okay i get off work today at one and i'm like we're getting it I'm going to go get it. We're going to have it for like a, a liner. I pull up. There's t- like, there's 20 people out there at 1.30. I'm in line for two hours. I get uh, three people from the front, and he's like, hey, guys, like, I'm I'm closing orders for today. Like, I'm going to be cooking until like 8 o'clock with all the orders oh, that we have in. Way. And I was like, Ugh. but it's one of those things, man, where I'm like, the more I get denied, the more I got to have it. Of course. Like, so That's just yeah. building up inside you, bro. Yeah. So I, I, I got Friday off, so I'm going to like – it opens at 11. I'm going to be there at 11.01. Do it. I'm not usually into like seeing people take pictures of food. It's like, okay, cool. A plate of tamales and beans and rice. Thanks for showing me what you're eating. Can you take a picture of it on the way out? Thank you. But – <laughs> can you take a photo of that place yeah man if you go i mean they have an instagram so if you go on uh no i want a photo from you and i want to see your hollowed out pineapple bowl with some teriyaki bullshit in it okay <laughs> some teriyaki yeah. bullshit. I'm all this, about- they ha- he has something called the martha and S- snoop and it's just uh it's chicken and waffles is like it's his so like that's racist bro no, it's not racist because that's what they got when they went there I'm together. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, bro. No joke, dude. I'm trying to make it on this podcast. I'm bro? just trying to make a joke about it with all this going on now. People are crazy. Um, let's end it here, just um, on a serious note, right? There's a lot of craziness going out in the world. Um, be part of the solution, man. You know, be part of the solution. You don't have to freaking agree with everything someone else says, but spread love, positivity. You know, you don't have to hate on someone um, that might be a little different than you. Um, you know, pay it forward, do something good for someone. Um, just, you know, bring smiles to people's faces, man. It's crazy out there right now. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Actually, I would suggest you some drugs. Yeah. Well, Sorry, mom. I'm Sorry, not, mom. Look, I'm not pro drug, but I think there's definitely like a ranking of drugs, and anything like below cocaine, I think is like you know, I definitely don't want you to do it, but yeah. I don't need to know if you're doing it. You know, I'm, I'm gonna not- come clean on the podcast. I have no shame. One time, living at mom and dad's house, our neighbor came to our door. And told I think told my told mom I was smoking crack or something. No, she I was there. She said you were smoking meth. Oh, smoking meth. Okay. And she was she was absolutely razzle dazzled, like sloshed. Oh yeah, she our neighbor would just drink and take pills from what we heard. I don't know. I don't know where we heard that from. I think uh, the Higgins they knew all the gossip. But the truth is, I did smoke weed a couple times in my room and blow it out the window. So that it didn't stay in the room. I'm not going to lie. I'm a grown man. I have no shame in my game. I have dabbled in the marijuana. I mean, why not? You know, it's not yeah, I mean, worse than I got, drinking. It's it's crazy, man, that like the world, you know, today, like people were, people are still in prison for smoking or having grown marijuana. Oh, man. And like, I got out of college and I moved up with Josh and I grew weed for three months. 
for at, at minimum right. at minimum wage like and not because i was like big into the marijuana i was just like that's those were the jobs in it the area job you know? yeah you grew weed you trimmed my, weed <laughs> yeah my background was like at that point in college like because i was doing wildlife ecology i i got a big grant study and i had to grow like a ton of plants in a, a greenhouse and they're like oh great so you can grow weed in our greenhouse and i was like <laughs> hypothetically I've never like. So, do you put that on your resume, weed trimmer? No, no, no. I did don't you ever trim talk it about or it. no. You just yeah, it. I did, I did. But like, my main job was growing, like helping grow it, which like is mostly like like harvests, and then um, like so basically like cloning plants. So you like cut little snips off of it, and then you put them in like the solution, and they would grow roots. You, repo- you. you repot it, <clears throat> and then we would repot it into our big hydroponic system. And then I would uh, harvest them, and then it's just like doing that over and over Constantly, and over again. Yeah. Question for you: I'm asking for a friend, by the way. Mm-hmm. How does how would weed a weed plant, marijuana plant, do in humidity? Dude, they're like incredibly finicky plants. They're really hard. They're really really hard to grow. Um, and when they're not hard, like I guess the plant itself isn't hard to grow. But if you're using it for like recreational purposes versus like just growing a plant is very (laughs) different right like you know i mean like because you have to grow this plant in pristine conditions where like puts out a because the you know weed is the flower right of the plant like where it puts out the flower that is worth having whereas like usually that's like not the case like most plants don't grow in pristine conditions actually i get what you're saying now because you know, uh, Tanya is a big, uh, she has the green th- thumb over here. And this, like the other day, a magnolia, not magnolia. I see, I don't know plants. Some flower bloomed. She's like, oh my God, that hasn't bloomed in forever. Oh, that puts it in perspective. Man, this is podcast is all over the place. Craft cryptids, you know. Guys, come on. Go on Apple Podcast. We haven't had a review in a while. Give us a review. We, we talked about probably a, a good one, but let people know like, Hey, craft cryptids. They tell us about paranormal stuff. They tell us about crypt cryptids. They uh, talk about conspiracies. They talk about boners. They talk about <laughs> marijuana. They are good, happy fellas, big and husky, but <laughs> we're cool. That's going to be like, I'm going to put out a new trailer for the podcast. And that's what it is. Yeah. That is a much worse trailer than the <laughs> one we have now. Hey, this is Craft Cryptids. Two husky dudes who like to talk about boners, Snow White getting her cheeks clapped, and marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> if you like those things, give us a listen. <laughs> I think Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. <laughs> it's not the photographer's fault. Bigfoot is blurry. And that's extra scary to me. Because there's a large, out of focus monster roaming the countryside. Run, he's fuzzy. Get out of here. Gotta go. I have a.